Hello, and welcome to our podcast interview series as part of our spotlight focus on cell and gene therapy products. We are delighted to be joined by Mark White of BioRad to discuss the role of DDPCR assays and technology in cell and gene therapy quality control. Thank you for joining me today, Mark. Happy to be here. Thanks so much for everyone who's listening. Uh, so my first question for you is, what are the greatest risks to patients if human error is introduced into cell and gene therapy quality control? I mean, it's a it's safety, right? I think if we think about that question um, and the whole reason for the, the quality control of a therapeutic to be so rigorous, it's about uh, making sure that what we're delivering or what our customers who are using our products are delivering as a therapeutic is safe. Um, and so a couple areas that BioRad is kind of helping with that with some of our products, number one is in contamination detection. So as you're developing a therapeutic, there's always a chance that there will be some type of contamination, maybe it's a bacterial contamination in, in the case of something like a mycoplasma, which, uh, which is very hard to get rid of. And so making sure that that's not in that product is, is critical. And so BioRad has a, a, a family of products called the Veritech family. It's really around looking at contamination levels. Number one, mycoplasma is one of the kits that we have. And then in cell and gene therapy, we're using cells to either be the therapeutic or create the therapeutic. Um, and in the case of gene therapies, the DNA from the cells that are used to produce the, the virions, we want to make sure that's not getting into a therapeutic dose um, because there's also a safety risk there as well. And so um, another key area that BioRad is really focused on helping our customers address is actually contaminating genomic DNA from host cells. Um, and so if we think about not only the production of lentiviral particles, but also AAVs, those are commonly produced in a cell line called HEK293. And so there's a whole area that the FDA is, is focused on around making sure that DNA from the HEK cell line is not present in the therapeutic dose. And really there's, there's kind of two attributes to that DNA. It's not, not, a, not only how much is in there, but what size is that DNA. And so um, Biorad is, is excited to, to launch a new kit um, here in 2022 around not only quantification of HEK, but also a, a size-based kit or for Droplet Digital. So the beauty of, of this test and, and these kits is that not only do we have a kit that enables you to quantify the, the amount of HEK DNA in a therapeutic dose, but also the size of that DNA using, using Droplet Digital. I think the other key part about both of these kits is that they are specific to HEK. They're not they're not going to cross-react with other cell types, in particular human cells, which are going to be present in every cell therapy. Um, and so we're excited to get that kit out um, to our customers. It's something that we've we've heard feedback on for quite a long time now, and, and now we are here launching it in 2022. So um, that's a, another key area for making sure that these therapeutic doses are safe. That's, that's kind of a couple areas that where safety is really impacted, and then getting the dose right um, of the cells or, or in case of gene therapy, the, the, the number of virions that are active is, is really critical. And um, that's, I think, one of the reasons why, you know, quality control, again, is, is such a, an important um, area to, to focus on.
And why is absolute quantification important for quality control and quality assurance in cell and gene therapy development? Yeah, so that's one of the, I think, the key defining features of droplet digital PCR, which is what my group and, and BioRed is really focused on in, in this area, um, is absolute quantification or being able to count the number of DNA molecules of interest that you're after. And so, kind of like I referenced, is safety is number one. Um, and for gene therapies, as an example, the therapeutic dose is is not a molecule, it's, it's a whole viral capsid that's going to infect the cell. And so getting that dose right is critical, right? If, if you're too low, then there's no effect of the therapy. And if you're too high, there can be some very severe consequences to that. Um, and so getting the absolute count of the number of virions that are in your therapeutic dose so that you can match that to the size of, of the patient is just, it has to be really, really, really precise um, for, for safety reasons. And so I think that's a large reason why Droplet Digital has been adopted and really has become the gold standard in, in quantification of AAV and in, in gene therapy. Um, and then the same for, if you look at cell therapies, I mean, you know, if you deliver too many cells, um, you can have some severe inflammatory responses that have a lot of impacts and, and keep people in the hospital for a long time. And so again, getting that dose right, making sure you have the right cells with the right payload, be it a CAR T or, or something like that is, is just something that not only the, the, our customers who are creating these therapies are really focused on, but also the FDA, right? That's their, their job is to make sure that patient safety is number one. And so that all three groups, I think are working together to try and deliver that. Um, and then I think another, in another case for why absolute quantification is important is in rare gene edits. Um, so if you're, if you have a pool of cells and only a few of them have the gene edit of interest, it's really hard to detect that unless you're counting molecules and saying, you know, in 10,000 cells, I've got maybe 10 that actually have my edit of interest in this well and in the next well there's zero right so you're going to focus on that first well to try and go pick apart and find that that rare cell line that that has the edit of interest um, so that's another area where absolute counts of molecules or cells is is really valuable so then can ddpcr technology be operated under gmp standards yeah, it can and it, and it is currently in, in many companies right now. Um, and so BioRad has quite a bit of experience supporting companies in, you know, regulated environments under GMP standards. And so, you know, we've really worked very closely with our customers to make sure that not only the instruments are compatible with compliance, but also the software. So, you know, for our QX1 so, um, instrument and our QX200 instrument, we have um, regulatory additions of our softwares that are robust packages that enable uh, USDA or USFDA CFR Part 11 compliance, um, audit trails, tracking protocol changes. On the QX1, we have RFID barcoded consumables that allow lot management and traceability. And so really our goal is to enable our customers to be able to put together the package and the SOPs to get through regulatory approval in, in a clean and, and crisp way. And we're constantly building more and more functionalities there to make it easier and easier 
so one example that we have is for our recently introduced mycoplasma test um, and kit for our customers that are that are using that kit we have a data package actually that we can provide to them that's really about how we um, did verification and validation on the kit and so they can use that as a starting point um, for their data package that they present to, to regulate regulatory bodies. Of course, they're going to have to do some studies on top and kind of establish in their own lab that it's working and, and build their package, but at least it's a starting point to really springboard off of. And how does leveraging DDPCR assays in cell and gene therapy testing impact regulatory applications? Yeah, so I think if we, if we think about AAV first, um, Droplet Digital has really become the gold standard there uh, for quantification of, of viral genomes. Um, and I think that what we hear from our customers about why they've adopted so strongly in this area is that um, many of them have multiple therapies coming through their pipelines and they're thinking ahead to the regulatory package like you mentioned. Um, so what do we need to put together to convince the FDA that our quality control process is in control and it's going to find and you know what what we need and make sure that things are safe. And and one of the things that we're hearing about is um, the variation between you know instruments, operators, lots. You know through time, um, the FDA is really wanting the variation to be below ten percent. That's kind of where the the field is moving. And so um, what we're hearing is that for some assays they can get qPCR to work. Uh, and, and others, their CV is going to be above 10%. And so they're kind of, some will work and then some take a huge amount of optimization to get consistent um, versus DDPCR. It's just, it's much easier for them to get that CV below 10% consistently on every assay, um, even assays that work QPCR and are getting transferred into Droplet Digital. And so that's a big part of the adoption, I think, is just consistently hitting um, reproducible CVs below 10%. Um, which is kind of what the the QX1 platform really is delivering. And so that it's about time, right? And consistency. If they can rely on a, a one instrument to really deliver that consistency, you know, run to run through time, um, that's why the the field is really coalesced around around the platform and the, and that version of of measurement of DNA. And I think the same will hold true for contaminant testing with mycoplasma and HEK DNA and you know, many of those as well. It's showing that you have a consistent validated assay is, is what is number one for getting those regulatory applications through. And my last question for you is how does DDPCR technology compare to other quality control methods such as qPCR or culture? Yeah, so I think, you know, like we touched on, the, the absolute quantification is, is I think, a, a unique and differentiating um, feature that Droplet Digital has versus qPCR, it allows a few things. You don't have to maintain a set of standards to to run a standard curve like you would for qPCR if you're trying to quantify something. So that's like it's surprisingly a huge amount of time and energy is goes into creating and maintaining standards that are accurate. And so because we're just counting molecules in Droplet Digital, we don't need those. It's an absolute count of molecules, and that's the concentration you get. Um, so that's one kind of big difference. And then just due to the nature of, of putting everything in droplets, we, we become much more robust to inhibitors. And so a lot of what we deal with in cell and gene therapy, especially in process development, 
um, in particular is a lot of inhibitory molecules that are just used in that part of the process. And if you're trying to establish how much of the virus you have at each stage so that you get you know, a nice clean prep at the end, for example, or even with cell therapies as well, being resistant to inhibitors is really critical. And that allows for robust reproducible quantification. And again, that kind of touches on this idea of you know, low CVs, even with these inhibitors that are present. So again, that's gonna speed up your workflow, get your answer faster, move on to the next phase. So that's really important. And then because we are doing absolute counts with Droplet Digital, we can detect really small fold changes. And so, you know, down in the 10% range or less. And so that's really important if you're really trying to nail the therapeutic dose, how many genomes you have, you wanna be really consistent and precise on that. That that's going to be just easier on Droplet Digital as well, and then I think for for cell and gene therapy in particular with Droplet Digital kind of becoming that gold standard, it's just going to be easier to get through the process, um, and and so that's I think a large reason why people are are moving as well. And then if we think about culture, and the culture is kind of specific to some of these contaminating bacteria and things like that. So as an example. Kind of the standard mycoplasma test is 28 days long. Um, you could imagine converting a 28-day long test to a, a single-day PCR-based test has a lot of value for timelines, getting the therapeutic dose released uh, so it can be distributed. Um, you know, it's important for gene therapies, but even more important for autologous cell therapies, right? If you, if you get the dose of cells and then you have to wait with it in the freezer for 28 days, your patient is not getting better during those 28 days. And so I think just in general, the field is trying to move towards more rapid QC tests that allow us to release therapeutics faster. And so I think Droplet Digital is playing a big part in helping get those tests enabled. And, and really, I think what the regulatory bodies are focused on is, is it accurate and precise and a good surrogate for that long culture-based test, right? And they're going to be very focused on making sure that those correlate really well and that you are predictive of what, what a culture-based test would look like. Thank you so much for joining me today, Mark, um, and for sharing your knowledge and insights on DDPCR assays for cell and gene therapy quality control. To our listeners, you can find more features for our spotlight on cell and gene therapy products at Bioanalysis Zone. You can also follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Thanks for listening.